Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process as I figure out ways to keep my own home under control. I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people who don't necessarily love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. I'm just going to warn you, um, and it's kind of an embarrassing admission, but um, I can't find my microphone. So anyway, um, I am using my Apple earbuds that have a microphone on them, so I apologize if it sounds weird. I also kind of listened back to some, and it was really, really loud. So um, yeah, I'm, I hope I don't get too loud for you, just kind of maybe... I don't know. Maybe that'll help. I'm trying to push some buttons here. We'll see what happens. But okay, because sometimes I, I don't realize how loud I'm talking and I might not always be whatever. Anyway, this is podcast number 141. I'm calling it setting aside time to declutter. This is an answer to a question that I got from one of you. If you ever have a question, um, just email me at aslobcomesclean at gmail.com. Cannot guarantee that I will get to every single one, but um, they actually are great, great things for me to have as um, like ideas for podcasts. So anyway, I greatly appreciate it when you send them, but again, sometimes they get lost. So, um, okay. So I am talking today about setting aside time to declutter, but before I do that, I want to read you a review of my book, How to Manage Your Home Without Losing Your Mind, which is also available as an audiobook, which if you like podcasts, you'll probably like audiobooks. Um, but this is a review that was posted on Goodreads, not of the audiobook, but anyway, just really made me happy. It says, this book is amazing. As smart as I am, this is her talking, not me, I've never been able to figure out how people keep their houses clean all the time, but this book explained it. She called me out on every one of my excuses. I've started implementing her recommendations as I've been reading, and even just a few, just in a few days, the difference has been amazing. My house is so much cleaner. It is in no way perfect, but it's definitely cleaner. The layers of clutter are eroding away, leaving things like tables and counter space visible to the eye. The dishes are getting done every day. If that doesn't sound like an accomplishment, then this is not the book for you. But if you're wondering how to make that occur in your home and in your life, this is your book. I read this because one of my friends read it and loved it and has been talking it up in our circle of friends. Everyone who has tried it has loved it and had success. Okay, um, I love that review. Um, two things that I love about it. When she says, as smart as I am, y'all... I've talked about this before. That was part of my problems. I am not dumb. Okay. <laughs> like I, you know, I was a salutatorian of my high school class and, you know, I mean, I, I got straight A's and all that kind of stuff. So I always assumed I would figure it out one day. And then here I, the one day arrived as I was a stay at home mom. And I was like, I still don't get what's going on here. And it just made no sense to me. I'm like, why can I, who can figure out most things, not figure this out? when it seems so easy and natural for so many people. So I love that aspect. I also love because she says um, one of her friends loved it, read it and loved it and had been talking it up in our circle of friends. Um, if this, if you've read it or listened to it or whatever, and it's helped you, I get that this is a touchy subject. Like it's an embarrassing subject. Like 
this is, why is this so hard for me? I don't want people to know that. Um, but I, and so I totally understand when you don't talk it up, but I just want to say thank you to those of you who do share it with friends. I mean, that I love hearing my friend told me about this book. I'm like, that is like an author's dream. So anyway, okay. Appreciate all of you who spread the word. Um, so we're talking today about setting aside time to declutter. Here is the question that I received in my email. Okay. Um, I'm writing, this is the person writing the question. I'm writing because I hear you sometimes respond to questions on your podcast, and I have one that I would like to ask about decluttering. I understand everything you say about starting with what is easy and what is most visible. That all makes sense to me. However, my hang-up is time, even for those things. I mean, I do technically have the time, but there are so many things that seem to be more urgent that decluttering consistently gets pushed, that decluttering consistently gets pushed to the bottom of the list. So I am wondering if over the years, as you have decluttered, did you schedule blocks of time to do this? Or did you work at it a little bit every day like others have recommended? Or and I'm assuming that means like other books or whatever. Or did you just do whatever you did you just do what you could whenever the time and motivation became available? Okay. Um, so here's the short answers. Did you schedule blocks of time to do this? Yes. Or did you work at it a little bit every day like others have recommended? Yes. Or did you just do what you could whenever the time and motivation became available? Yes. Okay. So that's it. And this podcast is over. I'm just kidding. Uh, so yes, to all of those things, the answer is yes, 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 and yes. Um, so this is not an advertisement. I'm just telling you because it fits with this. So my next book that comes out at the end of February is called Decluttering at the Speed of Life. And that title is thanks to one of my book club members. The book club was a um, pre-order bonus from the last book that came out. And so when it was time for me to put together my um, outline for this new book, I went in to that group and I asked, you know, just for feedback on, you know, what it is that are your biggest decluttering struggles from this book. And one of you said, my biggest struggle is decluttering at the speed of life. And I was like, that right there is the title. Um, but as I, that, that's, that is the struggle, right? Because your question that you're asking is a completely legitimate, legitimate question. And me saying yes, yes, and yes is all true, but I totally understand that there's so much more to it than that. Okay. That I, that what you're asking is basically the big struggle. And this is, that is this, when do I declutter? Because I would look at my house and be overwhelmed with the clutter and think, okay, I am going to have to declutter. And I would think through my upcoming schedule and I would think, okay, well, I can't do anything on this day because of this. And I can't do anything on this day because of this. And I, okay, so these three days we're going to be at home. I am going to plan a big decluttering project for that day. And that works. I mean, you know, there are times where, you know, it's the reason why the week between Christmas and New Year's are, that is the biggest week for decluttering online. People go decluttering crazy. I did not know this until I had a decluttering website. But like the traffic about decluttering is crazy that week because 
people are home. A lot of people are, um, you know, I know some people are traveling, but a lot of people are at home. They may be off work that week. Things are out of routine. There usually aren't a lot of um, activities and things going on because a lot of stuff happened up till Christmas. And then you just kind of have some time where people are, you know, inside because of the weather and all that. And so that is a week where people in general, all over the U.S. at least, declutter. Like that's a big deal to declutter that week. Now, um, take my earring out so it doesn't jingle on the microphone. Um, okay, so that that is a thing to do, to set aside time and declutter. And a lot of times you can get huge amounts of stuff done. Like you know, you look at your kids' room. There've been so many times for me with this. When I look at my kids' room, when it was a complete and total disaster, is in like a knee-deep mess, and I think, oh my goodness. I mean, it takes a lot of gearing up mentally and a lot of time spaced out on the calendar to say, I'm going in. Okay, if I'm not out of here in five days, somebody come look for me. You know, I mean, that's, that is legitimate to feel that way. Um, but then the answer to the other parts are also... Yes, because the other things were, did I schedule blocks of time? Yes. Or did you work at it a little bit every day like others have recommended? Yes. Okay. But that was a mindset shift for me. Okay. Here's the thing. I was so completely overwhelmed and so determined to change how my home functioned that I had to just go ahead and get started. Now, my need to go ahead and declutter, even when I didn't have days or weeks set aside to work on it, was having to do that is what forced me to come up with the decluttering strategies that are now the strategies that I share with you guys. And they're this because I didn't have an option but to go ahead and declutter in short amounts of time whenever I could because it was such a disaster. I came up with strategies that made it work for that. Okay. And, or did I just declutter whenever the time and made motivation became available? Yes, that happened and increased as I gained decluttering momentum. I talk, I have a whole podcast on decluttering momentum. I talk a lot about it because it is such a real thing. Decluttering momentum is real. It, it just is. I mean, it's just fact. Um, and I usually talk about the psychological aspect of that. Okay. The sentimental aspect of that. Start with what's easy. Start with things you don't care about. For some reason, when I feel the itch to declutter, my brain immediately goes to the really difficult emotional stuff. That can't be where I start. Instead, if I start with the things that I don't care about, they're like, oh, why do I still have this? Oh my God, you know, getting rid of clothes that are outgrown and, and don't bring up emotional issues for me or whatever. Just going ahead and getting rid of easy stuff first then allows me to gain momentum as I see how much easier it is to live in my house with less stuff, as I start to look at things differently, all that kind of stuff. But it also helps with this time issue. You know, the more I decluttered, the more I saw that it didn't take the amount of time I assumed it was going to take. Okay. When I was not, when I didn't have decluttering experience, 
I would look at the big overall mess and think, I predict this is going to take me years of working every single day, never stopping, and I still probably wouldn't get through this. But as I decluttered and I saw, oh my goodness, wow, this looks so much better when I was decluttering using the strategies I came up with to keep from making a bigger mess. When I saw that, I was like, oh, I can actually make a pretty decent impact in a short amount of time. And it changed my view of how much time I needed to set aside and made it easier for me to go ahead and do some decluttering whenever the time or motivation became available. Or, and it also made it worth it to me to work a little bit, you know, here and there every day, whatever. Okay. So that it, it gets better and it gets easier. Okay. So here, here's my, and this is not a, um, like I said, I'm telling you the name of my new book is decluttering at the speed of life. Um, and the marketing angle that I want to go with on this is whether you have five minutes five hours or five days, these strategies will help you make decluttering progress. Okay. Now I'm not hiding any strategies from y'all. Okay. Because as I say all the time, I don't share things that haven't been tested in real life. And I tested in real life on the blog, but in this book, what I'm doing is I'm going through area by area of your home and working through my steps to dealing with an overwhelming mess, which I have another podcast on that. I've shared those before. But those steps to dealing with an overwhelming mess are designed so that getting a quarter of the way through step one is progress or getting all the way through the end of the last step is progress. There's no leaving things for later. Okay? So... If this is the first podcast you've ever listened to, let me tell you what it is that I'm talking about. So my number one decluttering strategy that is completely different from every other decluttering strategy I've ever heard or whatever is I do not pull everything out of a space. Okay. I just don't do it. Now, is there value in doing that sometimes? Yes. Have I ever done it? Yes. Have I blogged about it? Um, yes. But there were all there have always been negative repercussions of that. Things that made me frustrated later and were the things that would discourage me in the past from continuing decluttering. But these strategies that I share with you guys all the time, the whole point of them is so that you can declutter for five minutes and make progress or five hours and make progress or five days and make huge progress. And the reason is because my number one, sorry, I hope I'm messing everything up here with this mic. My number one strategy is take things where they go right now. Okay. There's no keep box for later. There's no, um, keep piles that are things, you know, that's how I always decluttered, take things out of a space, put it in a box. Um, these are the things that I'm going to keep. And as I do that, when I did that, I never got to emptying out the keep box. And so the keep box became clutter in and of itself. And it became something that was very frustrating to me 
because the next time I needed to start decluttering or I had time to declutter, I felt torn between do I go and tackle another space or do I go clean out the keep boxes that are sitting in the garage from the last time I decluttered. Okay, so that's not actually decluttering. Unless the stuff really leaves my house or goes to its real home, I can't consider it decluttering for my own purposes. So the when I make a decision about an item, which I only have my two decluttering questions, if I was looking for this item, where would I look for it first? Um, and then I take it there right now. And then there are no keep boxes and no keep piles. So that is that is the key right there. You know, throwing away trash is the first step to working through an overwhelming mess because that's the easiest of the easy stuff. If I grab a trash bag and I spend five minutes throwing away trash, there is visible improvement in that space or in my home overall. If I spend five hours throwing away trash, oh, I'm going to go deep. I mean, hopefully I won't need to spend five days throwing away trash, but hey, if I did, uh, then five days would make a huge difference. Okay. Um, go after the throwing away trash step. The next step is, um, taking the easy stuff to where it goes, you know, doing the easy stuff first, things that already have an established home somewhere, take them where they go right now. Doing that is improvement and there's no leftovers when the five minutes are over. I think that's, that is the problem here. And the problem I had with every other way that I had tried to declutter was I would work for however much time that I had, and then that time would just be over. And I'm not good at, you know, noticing that, oh, okay, well, I had 15 minutes to work and 10 minutes are gone, so I better finish up my project right now. You know, that's just not how I roll. That's not how my brain works. So, you know, the 15 minutes or however long has gone by and then it would be, oh, I've got to rush off and do the next thing. I have to go pick up kids from school. I have to, you know, somebody has an emergency and I've got to go deal with it on the other side of the house or whatever. And I would stop in the middle of the project. And then the project was worse than it was before. And I hadn't actually made progress. I had just made a bigger, more visible out in the open project. Okay. So if I go ahead and take things where they go right now, or I put things either in the trash bag or in the donatable donate box, or I take them where they go, then I've made progress, period, at any point when I start. And so I can do that for five minutes, or I can do it for five hours, or I can do it for five days. And the five minutes, here's the thing, it makes an impact. I, I've told you all this before, but if you are not convinced that five minutes will make an impact, take a picture. You know, we have digital pictures now. You, most people have some sort of device, probably their phone, but if not, whatever, something else, where you can take a picture and see it immediately, okay? But your goal is not immediately. Take the picture, set a timer for five minutes, work for five minutes. When the timer goes off, take another picture. You might continue working after that, but I want you to take that picture after the five-minute timer goes off so you can visibly see, wow, this space, looks so much better after five minutes. And because you may have spent three minutes of that five minutes walking all over the house and putting things away, because of that, which seems inefficient, you've actually made progress and you could stop at five minutes and have made progress. Okay, so that's that's the key. All of these things are true. Sometimes you have several days to set aside and focus on decluttering. That's awesome. Do that. And that is when I make huge strides in my house. 
sometimes I'm, oh, I've got an hour right here. Okay, I'm going to go and work on such and such space. But I can conquer a pretty decent sized space and I'm more willing to spend an hour on an overwhelming large space when I'm following these principles that allows me to stop at any time without having stuff that I have to come back to later. Okay, so that's that's the key is these not allowing procrastination stations, not having halfway points, going ahead and if as I make a decision about something, it either goes in the donate box, never to be seen again because the donate box is donatable and it's going to leave my house with the stuff in it, or it goes to its home, to, you know, where I would look for it first. And so then I'm done with that and then I'm done. That's it. That's all there is. Okay. Um, okay. So the supplies that you need, here's the key. And I've kind of touched on all of this, but the supplies you need for decluttering are can you name them off? Okay. I'm giving you the chance. That's what I'm acting like. <laughs> I have no idea if you're talking or not. If you're at work, don't talk because it'll sound weird. Um, the supplies you need for decluttering are a black trash bag or if you don't, I mean, a black trash bag is, is the ideal so that people can't see what I'm putting inside of it. People in my house can't see that and I can't see that to, you know, then decide later that, um, oh, wait, I need that. I see through that white trash bag. What I put, I bet you I could still use that. No, it's in a black trash bag. It's never to be seen again. It's going to go away in the trash. Um, or a donatable donate box, meaning the box itself is going to leave my house, not a box that I'm planning to reuse at some point. The stuff is going to leave my house along with the box inside because that makes me make a final decision. It keeps me from procrastinating and putting something in the box that I haven't actually made a decision about because, well, I'm going to have to go through this box anyway. So I might as well just, I'll just stick this in here and decide later because later me is going to be so much more decisive and efficient than current me. Yeah, she's not. Um, and then my feet, taking things where they go as soon as I make that decision about them. So those are the supplies. And as long as I only stick to those supplies, I'm good. Now, if you're determined to sell things, you know how I feel about selling things, right? Okay, we've talked about that before. I went through all of it. I tried every last thing. I used to try to milk every last penny out of things. And I finally came to the point where I realized, yeah, if I just donate, it's gone. It's out of my house. Um, but, you know, for maybe for you, it's a sell box and a donate box. I didn't recommend it, but still, um, that's fine. Whatever it is, as long as it's something where it's done, you're done decluttering once it's in this thing. You're not putting it there to then have to go put it somewhere else in your house. It's in the sell box just for you to sell that stuff, okay? Either put it in your garage sale or whatever you're going to do with it. Um, so that, that right there is key to being able to declutter in any amount of time. And then the other thing that happens with this, as I changed my thoughts on a donate box being something that's donatable, um, I also just always have a donate box going and we have a donate spot. And so that plus the momentum that I gained as I just went ahead and decluttered and saw progress in short amounts of time and started to change my focus from, oh, I've got to have all this time available to be able to work. Instead of doing that, then saying, okay, well, if I can declutter in five minutes, that means I define decluttering success 
as just having less. Even if it's not finished, even the space is not finished, if the space is not finished, just the fact that I have less in there means that I've made decluttering success, which then translates into my mind as, as I come across something in our, our normal everyday life and think, oh, wow. Um, okay. Look at this. Yeah. We don't need that. Instead of me, what I used to do, which honestly is sometimes something I still do and go, what is wrong with me? Um, but instead of just setting it down somewhere and, um, I feel like I see my microphone cord. I'm sitting here looking at it. It's got to be here somewhere. Sorry about this. Um, distracted easy. That's me. Uh, but, you know, as instead of just setting it down and going, well, I'm going to have to declutter that later, that momentum and that idea that anything leaving my house is decluttering success makes me pick that, instead of setting the item down, take it straight to the donate box that I always have going. And then that's decluttering. And that helps me continually declutter at the speed of life. Okay. I hope that that makes sense to you. Does that make sense? Okay. I hope this microphone situation hasn't been something that will keep you from ever listening to another of my podcast. If I have had a bunch of, what do they call them? Explosive peas. Okay. That really sounds bad, doesn't it? Especially if you have little kids listening, which I know a lot of you do. Um, but if I have like, you know, done a lot of sounds into the microphone, I'm really sorry about that. I, it's got to be, I, I always have it in the same spot and it's not here right now. I don't know what happened. Um, but I will find it hopefully for next week's podcast, but thank you for joining me again. Um, this is podcast number 141. I will have the show notes. If you would like to get an email with the show notes and the links to things that I mention in the podcast, um, each week when the podcast comes out, just go to aslopchemsclean.com slash podcasts with an S. And there is a way for you to sign up to get an email every time a new podcast comes out. And that will just send those show notes to your email inbox. Um, also, if you want, I mean, I would love it if you go ahead and pre-order Decluttering at the Speed of Life. But I will be offering some, I'll be announcing some um, pre-order bonuses, you know, incentives and that kind of stuff um, coming up soon. So, uh, but I will also tell you how to go back and find your thing if you need to, to, you know, enter to get your um, bonuses. But uh, I greatly appreciate all of you. Thanks for listening. It's been fun. And um, I think that's all I have to tell you. Okay. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.